Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Welcome to the show! You know, we start on a sad hey. note. I just saw this on my drive-in. What'd you see? The late, now great, Gaylord Perry has mm. left this earth. Yes, we saw that. 84 years old. He was the spitballer. He wrote a book, he was a The cheater. Spitter and Me, and got into the Hall of Fame. Can you imagine? That'd be like Barry Bonds writing a book, Me and the Roids. Man, this dude and he is, still got in. Still got in. So, I know we're not going down this road, but it's it's ridiculous that Bonds and Sosa I agree with and those you. guys are not. We'll, we'll, yeah. we're we'll save that for we're gonna, post Cleveland yeah, Browns. We're, we're going to do that. We're going to do that for a spring it's training absurd. game. Yeah, right, right? yeah, yeah. Like non-football season topic, yeah. but you're right. I, yeah. I agree with you. But I just thought it was worth a mention because yeah. he did play for about half of the major league teams. <laughs> I remember there was a Sports Illustrated article late in his career where he posed with all of the hats that he had worn in his career. Right. And it was over 10. It was well over 10. Um, and his time here in Cleveland was was interesting. The, yeah. the team sucked. But at one stretch, maybe in 75 or 6 or so, he won 15 games in a row. And as a 10-year-old kid, yeah. I mean, I was immersed in it, man. Yeah. I was, And I think that might still be a record, McNuggets. If you can Unlike find today, with you guys all being immersed on some ch- some cheating scandal of uh, uh, on eight, I don't even know who these people are. You That's, did not know you who guys they were sending thirty two texts you, you stay about abreast. two uh, people. Was it Good Morning America? Good Morning America. The hosts are sleeping with yeah. each other. Yeah. I have and no idea who those people are, yeah. nor do I care. But like you guys were sending so many texts. I, I like, was involved in it because my daughter was coworkers uh, to both for yeah. years before she left, and oh, okay. she knows both of them very very well. By the way, Gaylord Perry just snuck <clears throat> all the way into. Uh, pop culture. See, I'm a video game expert, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a historian. There was a game called uh, 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 Major League Baseball. Coleco? Uh, no, it wasn't on Coleco. It was, it was on... Uh, in the, television. No, it wasn't on television. Atari. It was on regular Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Those games were terrible back then, by terrible. the way. Terrible. Awful. Yeah. Um, but Gaylord Perry made it into this game, and you used to actually be able to put a controller input, input where they would actually spit on the ball. And it, <laughs> it, it would be a box in the bottom of the screen, and you show them spitting on the ball, a little drop would go on it, and when you threw it, yeah. it was impossible to hit. <laughs> However, if you threw three spitballs in a game, the ref threw you out, and you, you lose the pitcher for the rest of the game. Wow. So you should only throw that with junk pitchers. That's just a little he something w- right there. He really is quite a study because – he, for a long time, it was the psychology of what he was doing that was screwing with hitters. He had this routine, much like Mike Hargrove did at when he would bat, where he would, you know, tug on right, everything. Right, right. Before every pitch, he would look in, and Gaylord had longer hair, and it was, it was greasy. And, you know, he would do this right here behind his, and he would go like this, and he was, and underneath his belt. And people knew he was doing it. The opposing team, other team, knew that he was putting like a skin lube type material on the ball so he could throw this incredible spitball. But I, as far as I know, he was only caught and ejected once. Uh, I, I do remember one time they actually went to the shower and they made him take off his uniform. <laughs> the umpire stood there and they looked to see, to try to find where it was. He was tricky, but uh, he's always one of I, my favorites. And I now called he's him a couple years ago. Did you? When the sticky stuff was first coming becoming a thing and right. banning the substances. 
I called him and he had COVID. And oh, I, wow. I feel, and he served, this was like in the, in the teeth of COVID. Right. I feel like, and he served, I talked to his wife and she said, Gaylord's not feeling well. He's got COVID. He'll talk to you when he's feeling better. And I thought I called our desk and said, just so you know, yeah. Hall of Fame pitchers got COVID. This isn't looking too good. Get the old bit ready. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And he pulled through and survived. And unfortunately, I dropped the ball and never called him back. That would have oh. been a really interesting conversation. <laughs> I know. Now you're kicking now yourself. Like, because today, that I saw been, it this morning. was like, That column oh, would be trending man. today. Kind of yeah. like the Browns dropping the ball and not having Deshaun Watson speak yet. And that's where we start. There Before we dive into go. the topic, I want to mention yeah. this. Joe Thomas, one of our favorite guests for sure, on yeah. the program He's going to join us at the top of the noon hour. We're going to talk about a lot of things. Browns, Deshaun Watson. I also want to get his thoughts on Jeff Saturday. He had some strong comments on Saturday being hired. We're going to play this game that McNuggets is super excited about. It's called dropping the bucket. Dropping the bucket, None of us even know what the hell it is or or how it's played. He's going to explain it. So learn with us what dropping the bucket is. Hopefully it catches on. A couple of your games have. A couple of them have not. Um, Maurice Claret, no fence riders. We'll probably give him some time to take a little victory lap. He was telling us the last three or four weeks of the regular season, this Buckeye team is too soft. No nasty, too mm. cute. Michigan has it, and uh, I'm sure he's got some strong thoughts on that. Aditi is a, a very slim hope that she calls in. We want to get her thoughts on where we're starting. Deshaun mm. Watson not speaking to the media yesterday. When we talked to Aditi earlier in the week, she had every expectation that he would be made available to her and the CBS crew, she's doing mm-hmm. the game, in Houston on Saturday ahead of their broadcast. That's customary. The teams always bring their the coaches and the quarterbacks, and they have a conversation so they can be more educated on the game plan during the game. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that is still going to happen because everything we're hearing, and Jason, you can talk to this, is that even though Deshaun wasn't made available yesterday, which was a shock to some, he will speak before the game. Tell us what you know. Yeah, I was asking around yesterday, so does this mean he's not going to talk until post-game Sunday? I was told, no, he is going to talk, which leaves today or tomorrow. The Friday news dump type thing makes a lot of sense. Just wait until Friday. But the Browns are going to open the locker room here in about 10 minutes. So, so we'll know soon. Well I heard he may today. speak today. And it very right. Be- and I was then, hearing yesterday and then for he sure. just wanted to practice first, supposedly before. And that's understandable. Yeah. I want to I want to get something from you, Jason. You've been the beat guy mm-hmm. that covers all of these things. How rare is it for a starting quarterback to not be available to media on Wednesdays? Very rare. Yeah, that's I, what I, I can't recall. I'm, I'm sure it's happened. I mean, I did the NBA for ten years, but right. the last four I've been in the NFL world, I can't recall. The quarterback not talking. I don't on, either. Unless he's hurt, obviously. But if he's and even if he's hurt, then the replacement. Well, talks. it's usually if he's hurt and he's taking treatment at that time. Yeah. Sometimes they'll use that as an excuse. I, I thought it was. I was surprised because um, not only did Aditi say that, oh no, the Browns aren't going to do that. That's not who they are. They're going to make him available. But we also talked to Mary Kay Cabot. She had every expectation that he would be made available mm. on Wednesday. And I was also told from some media members yesterday that there were members of the national media that were in. Oh, lots of With every expectation that he was going to talk yesterday. Are you saying we have her now? We got her right right now. now. She has 10 minutes. Let's bring her on right now. What's up, Aditi? Aditi, what's your your reaction to Deshaun not speaking yesterday? Can you you see the weight on my shoulders right now? Yes, yes, we can. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's it's a stressful week. I said this on the radio earlier that 
I wake up at 3 a.m. usually with anxiety and I poke awake my husband and I say, I'm having a panic attack. Last night I did it at 11 before I even went to sleep. And I said, oh, Matt, no. I'm having anxiety. I just, I don't. So, yes, it is disappointing that Deshaun didn't speak yesterday. I still believe that he's going to speak before the game. We certainly, as the broadcast crew at CBS, have every expectation that we are talking to him in the production meeting, which is he is the starting quarterback. I, I don't know how we could possibly do the game without speaking to the starting quarterback. Every single week of the season, we have spoken to the starting quarterback for both teams of the games that we're calling. Even last week, we had a Texans game. We had a Dolphins-Texans game, and we didn't know who the starter was until Friday. We talked to Kyle Allen on Saturday. So yeah. I think Deshaun will talk. I do think that the Browns are very, very good, Jay, at you know hitting it head on and not allowing speculation to percolate. Maybe Deshaun wanted one extra day. I mean, this is not um, – it's not as if this has never happened before. I remember yeah. earlier in the season when Kenny Pickett was replacing Mitch Trubisky. I think he spoke on a Thursday and not a Wednesday. Right. So, again, I sort of want to say there's a lot that this game is fraught with, and especially in calling the game. But let's not see conspiracy May where there isn't necessarily conspiracy. No, that's there, a very guys, good point. I, that's have a, a fair point. I have confirmation Deshaun Watson is speaking today. Okay, great. And that will be Been in minutes. Okay. That will be very About soon. 10 minutes, 7 yeah. minutes. All right, so I'm sure and, and yeah. we'll do this as we get them. But as he makes comments, we'll be monitoring the press conference. As he makes comments, we'll be turning them around for you. I don't know if we'll do that in graphic form, but one way or another, we'll tell you what it is that he's saying to yeah. these questions. So, uh, and I'm glad to hear that he is going to speak today. I think it's yeah. a good idea to get it out of the way sooner than later. Uh, Jason, I think you were the one that said maybe he wanted a good day's practice under his belt. That's understandable, too. But I do think there's a piece to this, Aditi, where the Browns, there might be a little concern on their end how he's going to handle this. Because in the past, let's be honest, he hasn't knocked these news conferences out of the park. So I think that there's one thing here is that he can, he should not hold back when asked about what he's done to knock off the rust, if possible, of 700 days of not playing, what he has felt about handling those first team reps, how he has reacclimated himself into that locker room as the leader of this offense and sort of as Jacoby Brissett has seated. All of those things you should expect full answers on. He can always say, because he does still indeed have two civil lawsuits pending against him, right. that he is not at liberty to talk about those issues any further or right now. And he can also say that it is, quite frankly, patient-doctor privilege that he can choose not to talk about his treatment 1, and the mental health treatment. He yeah. can leave it at the fact that that third-party psychologist had to give reports to the union and the league who had to sign off on his being eligible to return this week. Right. He can stand on that, and we can all be disappointed. To your point, we can say, well, he didn't knock it out of the park. He didn't address this. He didn't do that. But he does have a valid reason of saying, hey, that's my private health care. I don't need to get into that. And he can also say, I've still got lawsuits pending, and I've been advised not to address that right now or not to talk about that or I can more fully speak to that when all of that is put to bed. So, you know, 
we can all want something. There are many things that I wish I could hear from him, but that doesn't mean that I'm going yeah. to hear them from him. Yeah, and that's and what I would do, I think Indeed. We should I'm, just temper our expectations yeah, those, it, there. Just, I'm sorry, Adam, I cut you it's, off. It's not no, just valid right. that he can do that. It's smart that he should right. do that. Right, that's what I would do. I wouldn't talk about it anymore. He has talked about it already. There's nothing he's going to say, nothing that can make anybody right. happy. I get it. As media members, we'd like to hear more. As a fan, I most uh, the Browns fans by and large, don't care about it anymore, whether we like it or not. And so if I were him, I would just say, hey, listen, I've talked about it before. I've said all I can. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Let's talk about football. I think that's what he wants to talk about. I don't know how that's going to go if he tries to do that. Aditi, if you could, if you were there today and, and you were given the luxury of asking the first question, and I've thought a lot about this myself, and I've asked a lot of media members this same question that I'm about to pose to you. What is the first question that you would ask under the idea that that's the most important one you feel he needs to answer? I'll ask one that I won't get an answer to. I mean, I just told you that he's got such an out to say, look, I really just want to talk about football. But as a human being, not even as a reporter, as a human being and as a mother, and it's funny because small segue my son is now all of a sudden into football cards and he's always asked me mommy is this person your friend mommy is this person your friend mommy do you like this person as a human i don't want to be conflicted in who i'm rooting for and i don't like the idea of just rooting for laundry so therefore i would want to know through this process as you've been away from the team and as if you you've undergone this intense mental health counseling treatment what have you learned what do you know now that you didn't know six months ago what do you know now that you didn't know two years ago i won't get an answer i won't right but i would want to at least pose the question and i would also feel to adam's point we will be attacked if we don't as media members even address that piece of it and only stick to football well, then you're getting attacked. You're getting attacked either way. Right. If you ask the question, Adam, you're yeah. getting attacked. And Can't it's, win. hey, this is a football game. Ask him about Kevin Stefanski's offense and the RPOs and the bootlegs. Right. And if you only ask him about the RPOs and the bootlegs and what he can do with this offense and what it's like to throw to Amari Cooper and hand off to Nick Chubb, well, then you're going to get attacked. Hey, you're ignoring all this other stuff. So right. at some point, yeah, you, you just have win. to – what is it that you're curious about? Right. I want to know more about him as a man. And I've said this, and I said this to you guys, I think, earlier this week. I don't know how he's going to handle that pressure of Sunday because I don't know him well enough. I don't know if he's going to step on the field Sunday and think he has to win the Super Bowl in his first drive. Right. You know, it's kind of like my very first sideline hit for CBS. I had to keep telling myself, you're not securing a 20-year contract on this first 20-second <laughs> sideline hit. Like, mm-hmm. it is a marathon. It is not just this one hit. Yeah. But there's that pressure. Everything that's attached, what is – is he trying to justify all of it in that first drive? Yeah. And we how really does he manage that? We have to get back that? to your CBS call. I, I, we're very grateful that you took 10 minutes for us because I know you're, you, you squeezed us in uh, with all your other duties. So go back to your CBS. Thank you for your thoughts. I think it was very insightful. And listen – Forget the panic. Forget the anxiety. At the end of the day, you are the person for this job. You're going to nail it, kid. Go get them. Jay, thanks so much. Thanks, guys. And I look forward to talking next week.
Yes, See we can't later. wait till you join us next week. All right, so the story of him not talking yesterday is now irrelevant. Yeah, it is, because he's going to speak soon, yeah. and we'll have some comments. I, I'm curious your answer to that as somebody who journalistically thinks about these kinds of issues. You have one question with Deshaun Watson. What is it that you most want to know? Honestly, she stole it. She have, did. You, have you learned anything? Is there yeah. anything that – have you changed at all? Is there – because he's never going to admit to what he did. No, he has steadfastly denied any wrongdoing, and he will continue to hold that ground. That I, that's why. Is there I'm anything with you. he could say that's going to make anybody change well, their mind? No. Yes. We talked about that on Monday because I had a conversation with someone about that yesterday. Here's yeah. how he could change people's minds. My opinion. Yeah. He hasn't said these words yet. If I agreed to anyone, if I behaved anything other than gentlemanly, if I made anyone to feel uncomfortable. For that, I am truly sorry. Yeah, but that's people say that a lot. If I offended, that's a that late, but that's not enough. Here's what he could say no, that it I is think bull. It's fair. No, here's here's what I think he could say. I do think there's something, but I think he has to go a step further than okay. that. Okay. If he actually feels this way, and he said this, if he said, "I've thought about some of these interactions with these women, and I think there were a couple occasions where maybe I put them in a tricky spot." But, Bull, he steadfastly has maintained every time asked, I've done nothing I wrong. I hear you. So I can't expect him to say that. I'm, not ex- I'm definitely it. not expecting him to say that. I don't even know if that's the case. Yeah, I'm so s- I wouldn't want him to cop to something that he didn't. A hundred percent. If he didn't, if he doesn't You're really feel that if way. if he indeed I'm has saying, thought about it. Let's that. say he, because there's been, listen, I think when we hear about these situations, we always jump to conclusions. We we make our decision. We can say let's leave it neutral, but we all jump to conclusions. We pick our on camp, and rarely right? do we switch sides. Right. And we the truth is, as we've said a million times, that only these women and him know what happened in each particular situation. Right. Nobody else knows for sure what happened. I think I've thought it's possible all along. I don't know. I'm just saying it's possible that there was a situation where he a massage can be a little intimate. Sure. Right? Even even in a totally... Well, you have a woman putting her bare exactly. hands on your bare exactly. skin. Yes. And there are some times where it's I, I could see it being possible that a man in this situation could cross the line, okay? Not to the point where it's criminal, right? but to the point where it makes somebody uncomfortable. Sure. Or that's, I, that's it's just not appropriate. What I'm saying. And then maybe, and, and maybe, maybe, if you're someone who grew up in a small town and it, women have been throwing themselves at you because you're a big football star, maybe you don't even realize you're going. You've gone too far, right? Because in other situations, people have just <clears> like, <throat> and and maybe now, I, I, and I don't know that any of this has happened. I'm just saying I think this is possible. And maybe now he's looking back and saying, you know, after all I've been through. Maybe I shouldn't have done this or done that. Right. Who knows? Maybe, or, maybe again, I don't expect any of this to happen. I I'm just either. saying yeah. that would be one thing he could do if he if that was actually the case. That some people might say, okay, maybe he has learned, or, or maybe he, you know, or he's saying I don't got to stand trial for no regular people. He, he as a man, I don't went through my eleven game suspension. I took mm-hmm. eleven. Who gives a damn about what you think or you think or you think? I don't owe y'all nothing. He may say that you don't audit. You got my money, right? You you took eleven games away. I couldn't say stuff at certain times, and and then to look at, let's be honest here. See the way the media works is, you know, we he's the he's the puzzle. But the second 
They said 10 people were showing up in that, at that press box. We should have been like this. What the hell are you doing, Busby? What is this? But we're we're saying no, 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 not like no, not like to the point. Come well, on, we questioned it yesterday. We I said I we, think the move is dirty. I'm talking. What I'm talking about is totality, the whole thing. Everybody, ain't nobody been on TV or no ESPN, no Fox talking about why would you bring ten victims to a game to reinsert trauma. People have been saying, but watch geez, that's this. not as egregious a thing as well, somebody potentially uh, but it, sexually him, abusing. But, but, but watch this. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. He's not allowed to talking about none of this stuff, right? Yeah. What happens if Deshaun Watson just ended up accidentally at one of these people's son's games? What if accidentally it was a soccer game and I just, Deshaun Watson just so happened to be at the, at the, the soccer game with one of these people's parents right. or victims or anybody in their, their sphere. People would go crazy. They'd say, he's stalking these but people. But he's the, he's the alleged yeah, he's a, not the alleged but, the victim. But, but when you talk about NDAs, you talk about what you're supposed to say, what you're not supposed to say, you both sign off and say, listen, we're not doing none of that. We're not speaking about it. And then the lawyer says, well, we just want to be visible. Let's just show up. So at your, a, your contention is show up when, his when, place they, of work. When, when they got this is something that I hadn't thought of. And that's a good point. It's an interesting point, And let's talk about it. When they got the settlement, the cash, and they signed the NDA that said they weren't going to talk about the settlement in public, now they're showing up at his place his of work, job. which, by the way, is a public place. Yes, I get that part. It but is it, a public Jason, place. Jason, do you think that that crosses some kind of a line? I didn't like it when I first heard it. I, mean, I didn't I, like yeah. it at all. I don't either. But at the same time, I, I listen, I've, I've had issues with Tony Busby in the past. I think it's really dirty on his behalf. I mean, and then, and then we not, had it out on the radio. And then like, not to mention, he advertised it. And then not to mention, the last accuser was completely fraudulent. Let's be clear. Her thing got thrown all the way. She was completely fraudulent in her claims against Deshaun Watson. So the part that, that Deshaun Watson is saying, as a, as a man who's been not convicted of two grand juries, as a person who the, one judge who you said, let's listen to her, gave her six games, gave him six games. They extended it to 11 games. You took the 11. You paid off the settlements. Everybody said, pay them off and just get it done with. Now you done did that. Now they showing up at the game. And then you wonder why he don't want to talk to nobody. He like, listen, kiss my ass. I'm not talking but, to nobody. But here's the thing, G. We were discussing what he could do to change minds. He don't care he at don't, this point. Well, he shouldn't. Maybe so. But well, I'm saying if he wanted to, I was just saying what he could do to change. I know, but gee, I, I understand what you're saying. He shouldn't he, like he doesn't care what other people think. He's served his debt. Now, now let's turn the page. When convicted criminals come out of prison, the, the, the thought is they've served their time. Let's let's start anew. And you're not going to relitigate the crime every single time you turn the corner. But in the court of public opinion, we do that. Yes, we do. We do that when you're a convicted felon. Even when you're out, yep. you're a convicted felon. True. And I'm not and he's not convicted and he wasn't even indicted. Right. But I do feel like there is some import for him to pay attention to the court of public opinion. Because the one thing, the biggest misstep, the biggest banana peel that tripped him up the last time was his refusal to and, and now an innocent man shouldn't show remorse. So I can understand if he did nothing, why he would stay in there and say, I'm not remorseful but for anything. But that's impossible to wrong. believe that he did nothing. It is because the league has for spoken. Me. The investigation that was the most in-depth to what but, happened determined that he was was over the line to the point where he would be suspended 11 games. So, 
I know it's tricky. He can't come out and say that he's sorry because there's two pending cases. But the court of public opinion is still a thing. And they will kill him not if they to, don't get the right answer. Not to mention, hold on, how is this? Hold on, I thought the Texans got sued too. I thought, but you bring him back into the, the luxury boxes? You just got sued for the same thing Watson did. Nobody. I need to hear those questions. Why would you bring accusers and victims? Well, I don't, the, I don't think the Texans are bringing them. Didn't they buy? No, it's no, Busby. Busby bought yeah. the suite. He bought the suite. And here's the thing. Them. It's a publicity stunt. Yes, because if it wasn't, he wouldn't have made it public. And of course it is. It's, they it's are props, and that's what I hate about it. If they are indeed alleged victims or, or actual victims, the fact that their lawyer would use them as a prop in a publicity stunt makes me sick to my stomach. And that for all the people well, they've that, agreed to do and it. And for all the people that have been have been sexually assaulted, have been through trauma. I can never, like, I got a wife. We all got wives. You think I'm going to some game? Well, we if, can't it, speak for that. Well, I mean, we don't know. I'm not, not, I'm speaking for me. What about this? What I'm about only the, me. The, the victim statement? Yeah. Is, is, it is a thing, okay? Yes. When a, a, a relative of a, a deceased victim from a murder trial, at the end of the sentencing, that is cathartic and therapeutic for the family to stand yes. in front of the yes. victim and say, you know what? You may have taken my son or my daughter or my spouse, but you didn't break me. Maybe this is cathartic and therapeutic for the women as well. And that's why I want to be very careful with where we're taking this thing. Yes. Because I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying, but the only people that Bull said earlier, the only people that know what happened is the women and Deshaun. That's right. the only ones who know for sure. And if these women are victims in some way, then you heal how you have to heal. And if that means showing up, that's their equivalent of a victim. It's statement. not like they're going to see them. Listen, it's not like they're going to see them. They're going to be 500 feet up I, I, in the I, I air. They're never going to be face to face. I 100% agree with that. I, listen, you got a right to stand in front of your accuser. It's a public place. The lawyer did it. It don't matter if I agree with it or not. But here's another thing. Sean Watson also has uh, uh, he also has the right to say, you know what? I don't want to talk to y'all today, and I don't want to talk about this, and I don't want to talk about that, and I don't want to talk about that. And well, so, to a, to, a, to an extent, to there ex is a, there is a responsibility and an obligation that players, particularly quarterbacks, yes. have to speak to the media. Right. I want to but talk he about football. Have to speak he, about he the just, off the field he, stuff. He, 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 no, he, he can football absolutely stuff. say not answering that right. football question. And he is going to speak because he's speaking today. Yeah. Now, and what, now, what time does the availability start? Right. 11:30. He should be talking. 11:15. Locker room open. Okay. He should be talking within the I'm next very, five minutes. Well, I know you'll be scanning social I'm when you see something. You let us know what he's saying. Or would you be surprised if it? I want to see. I really want to see if he does speak about it. As somebody who lives this and does it every day and works in it. I was talking to someone on, on our desk uh, at The Athletic, and I said, I'm, I'm done. I have nothing else to ask on this. I've written the columns I wanted to write. I addressed this. I have nothing else to ask. It's time to get back to covering football. And that's not trying to be insensitive or dismiss no. what happened. But Just what else is there to say? I got, I got a team to cover. I always, used to yeah. tell, I always used to tell the desk and assignment editors and even executive producers, handcuffs, Newsroom, touchdowns, sports department. Yeah. I used to hate when that line, and it happened to me a lot in Columbus when I was covering Ohio oh, State. Oh, sure. Yeah. One notable story I remember, Tommy Hoying, mm. the younger brother of Bobby, was arrested on a DUI. And the click at that time was Bobby Hoying, Mike Vrabel, Luke Fickle, Matt Finkus, Ryan Miller. I was 
friendly with Ryan Miller. We had just, you know, we had a lot in common. We had a friendship, and it was very difficult for me. They would send me out to the Woody Hayes facility at for a noon show, mm-hmm. and they wanted me to break the story that overnight Tommy Hoying had been arrested for a DUI. And I did not want to do it. I did not want to do it. I looked in the newsroom. I said, there's 10 reporters here that can do it. You're the sports guy. I said, yeah, it's a sports sports personality, but it's not a sports story. It's not even someone on the team. And by the way, he was a backup quarterback at the time. He was on the team. You're right. I know. He wasn't. You're right. So so they made me stand at the Woody Hayes facility and say that Tommy Hoying was arrested last night with a DUI. And I took my medicine. But man, as the players started coming into the Woody Hayes facility to practice. I wasn't fearful for my safety. I, I I knew that they weren't dumb enough to do anything, but I heard I heard it from all of them, all of them. The hell you do? You know what? Why do you why are you talking about that? That's not a story. That's not even a story. And yes, I didn't disagree with them. No, it, well, it, it is a story. story. Not for me. It's well, not a sports story. Right, right, it, right. It's, it, but that, but but things have changed. Obviously, when yeah. I started doing sports talk twenty-one years ago, whatever it was, I, I rarely talked about stuff off the field. You didn't know as much, you know, in those days. And now, no, but when, have, when there now, were big you know, stories, and right, and but were, this Deshaun Watson story, obviously, we've talked about it. We've talked about that at this point. To me, I got there's really nothing left to say about. We know as I'm much as we're going to know at this point, yeah. you know? I mean, By the th- way, Amari Cooper speaking right now. So. Okay. So, he may be next. He may be right. last. Watson is one of four players scheduled to speak. It's Cooper, Watson, Taki Taki, and, and Betonio. Those are the four players scheduled to speak today. So, Watson is not first. He may be second, third, or fourth. As soon as he does. Did they li- did, did Browns put out a list of who was going to be speaking? No, that was from some inside sources okay. back here. I was just because I was just wondering and, if they listed them in that order. Maybe it's likely that that's the order they'll come out. And by the way, I, I would, I would, I would love at, just for me, I would love to see him take the challenge of speaking. I would love to see him take the challenge of you saying, would. answer, this, let's answer this question, because I think it's a certain thing. Communication is very, it, it's very important because communication controls your narrative. People like Aditi said right there. Aditi says, I don't know him. I don't know how he's going to handle pressure. I don't know because I don't know enough about him. And when you have handlers, and, and trust me, you're split, and I don't like the word handlers because that, that's disrespectful to me. When you have people who are in your sphere that are helping you, um, you know, manage your image, right, and, and what to say. My thing is, it's, it's more powerful coming from you. So when you do get it right and you are in control of your own narrative and you speak from your heart, but you can also weave and tap dance and say, well, I can't talk about that, but I'll do as, as good a job as I can. But are you myself. confident that he can do that based on what we've seen so far with him? Well, I wouldn't, but he's been gone a long time. He's been gone, what, three, four months? And, and one of the things that I've always wanted to say, see was, hey, let's get with some of these image consultants. Let's get with these. Ladies. I hope he's undergone more let's, media training. Let's get with the media training so we can, everybody can do it. It's just about putting the practice, the time, and the energy in. He is a very highly intelligent individual if you hear him talking about football. The way he talks about the game at a different level in the quarterback position it is, is special. I know that cognitively it's there. It's just about putting the time. Some energy people and effort never into feel. Because the truth of the matter is, some people never feel comfortable standing in front of a microphone. It's it's I, all intimidating. I, I, I always hearken back to Ricky Williams, who was terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely had a phobia of speaking publicly. 
to the media, one-on-one -on -one interviews, anything. He just did not enjoy it. I can understand it. Corey Kluber was it, horrible doing it. Corey hated it, too. Hated it. And supposedly in the locker room, he was great. Like, look, everybody, you know. Right, but we never got to see Did you cover him much, Kluber? Briefly. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we never, we never saw that. He was like a robot. He barely said anything. I interviewed him a number of times. And after yeah, after Every single interview, I just thought. The Bieber's not very good either. Someone's got a remote control, and they're 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 moving yeah, right. this guy's lips. Yeah. yeah and yeah. words are falling out. Yeah. But I, you're right. I heard from teammates that. He's a great locker room guy. Good personality. Had a sense of humor, which you would never think. Never. But, okay, um, I, I, I do think that we're going to kind of – we have to be on standby with his comments. We're going to pivot the show. So, we're going to skip the bucket game. We'll play that tomorrow you move with, that? with DeQuell. So, okay. we're not going to do it with Joe Thomas. We'll do it with you guys and DeQuell tomorrow. So, no, we won't do it at all today. We won't do the bucket we were game today. We'll do it here tomorrow. and with Joe Thomas. Uh, yeah, we'll do it with DeQuell. But we can't do it with Joe Thomas unless we do it with you guys first because there's, oh. there's one outcome. So I don't want you guys to Got see it. it with Joe and then. Well, why can't we do it now so. real quick? I mean, if you want, we can do it. We're, we're going to, well, we're, we're not going to hear from Watson for probably 10 minutes. If we do it now, we don't get to no fence riders. And I'm right. start no okay. fence riders with yeah. bucket game. So, All right. So Maurice is on. Maurice will be on in a sec, but let's start no fence riders because Joe's coming on at 12 no matter what. So okay. let's get these in. We may end Maurice with Ohio State then. As soon as he's ready, we'll bring him All in. All right. Just let us know when he's in. So where are we starting no fence riders? This is no fence riders. Yes or no answers to questions about the game. A lot of them involve the one and only Deshaun Watson, including question one. Will Deshaun Watson target Amari Cooper more than Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Bell combined? Only one person said no, and that is G. Bush. It was an odd question, by the way. Very. I thought it was strange. David Bell has made a, 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 a picture been from, a sighting. The, from the graveyard. I, David Bell is, is it? I don't think so. I think he'll, he'll be spreading the ball around. It's spray, spray game. Like, I think Deshaun Watson has never really targeted one person um, and I just think he'll throw the ball to who's ever open um, until he figures out some sort of rapport with people. But for me, no, I think he'll throw the ball around. Well, I, I'm just looking at I, I think I don't know if you went back and looked at the previous 11 games. I would imagine that in nine of those 11 games, Amari Cooper had more targets than the two of them combined. Just my guess. Off he the top did of it my most, head. but not last week. I know not last week, but it I, it, for my memory, the majority of the games, he was the overwhelming target. And there were games where we kept asking, is David Bell still on the team? Yeah. You know, he was on yeah. a milk carton. I think they ran more three receiver sets last week than they, they did, have all yeah. year. I think we'll see more of that. Why do, why do you guys think that? Be, that they did maybe that? Maybe to kind of get ready for Watson. I wondered, I wondered about that, too. I, I wondered about that. I think, I think well, twofold. Um, you look at it when you run more three receiver sets, that means you take one of your tight ends out of the game. Right. So here's some Bryant's out of the game. And you look at it, they'll probably be throwing the ball more. The, the truth is, you know, if you're throwing the ball a lot and, and Nick Chubb is getting 16, 17 carries or whatever the case may be, and you get a top-notch quarterback who you think is going to be great, you're going to be throwing the ball a little more. You have more diversity in receivers and routes. I mean, I don't think I've seen a four wide receiver set all that Not much. for the Browns. No, Not, like, maybe yeah, in a couple it, games when it, they were down big. And yeah. that's a regular sight in other teams, right? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, we haven't seen it. All right, Maurice is setting up right now, so we'll bring him in on the next question. Okay. But for this one, question number two. Will the Houston Texans score at least three times this game? It was a 4-2 split. Tyvis G. Brad and Bull said yes. Wow. Jay and Jason said no. 
Damn, I hope they don't. Field goals count, right? No, yeah, they field count. Field goals count. This is any three, three scoring scores. drive. I've, I've totally. Or it could be a pick six or pick six. Is they have I mean, the Browns haven't held any team under three. I know the Texans are terrible. Well, that's the thing. I, I'm kind of flipped on this. I I've thought all along this game was going to be close and they were going to struggle. Yeah. Texans have given up. Like, Tom they, Brady and the Bucks up. only scored three times. Right. I, I I just could see the game. I think it's going to be a blowout, but I could see it being. You know, 31 They get a couple or, cheap ones late or something. Yeah, right. I think it's going to be a blowout. That's what happened last week against Miami. They scored three, I think three, maybe It twice. was 30 to nothing, and it yeah, ended up 30 time. to 15. Yeah. So, all right. It's, it's interesting. I, I hope they don't. I, I, I just keep thinking, I know how good that defense can be. I know the, the individual pieces, and I know sometimes, you know, the sum of the parts. But I just keep, <laughs> I keep saying, there's got to be something there. And they've got to be getting closer to it just through trial and error. Yeah, but, and you know, it could be nine points. I mean, no, it could be yeah. nine points. But I, I just, I think they're going to really, really step up. If if the Browns are up like that at halftime, I'm interested to see if he continues to put his foot on the gas. You know, Stefanski doesn't seem like a guy who's still going to throw the ball all over the park. He calls games. plays to the scoreboard. It, always. Oh, has. So, my thing is, if, he, if they're up and you got a new quarterback, I think you should still keep running your offense. To use it as like live, yeah, it's live reps. It's live reps. I think they're going to th- run the ball a lot in this game. Really? You do? Yeah, because I think they're not going to want to overdo it in Watson's first game in a game that I think they're going to win. So not put it entirely in his hands? Yeah, I mean, because I, I believe and I think they'll believe that he will have some rust. And I don't think they want to make what him do you throw think 45 passes You think, you think that they'll be more running? I think he will be running a lot. I, you do? I see a lot of RPO I with, that too, with yeah. him. I can't it's, wait to see that piece. It's him or Nick. You know, yeah, it's either right. give it right. or pull it back. And I can't wait to see that piece. I think Chubb's going to have a monster game. I think he could I think he could run for 150-plus in this game. Hopefully, he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice, too, because that, I think that would take a lot of the pressure off. Yeah. You know, if that is the game plan, I can. I would, I would say it's, it's smart on Stefanski's yeah. behalf. Because the one thing you don't want, and I don't think anybody here thinks that it could happen, the, the worst-case scenario is that they lose and it's Watson's fault. Oh, yeah. That is the worst case or they scenario. Or lo- they lose, it's Watson's fault, and he get hurt. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't, even, I don't let my mind go there. Like, no, you've like, done that a number of times. I'm keep with the hurt. I might cry. No. <laughs> you will cry. No. 6-0. 6 is done. No more Kool-Aid. <laughs> nope. Question number three. Maurice is logging off. He's logging back in. We got his okay. audio fixed, so he'll be here in a sec. But question okay. number three. Will Nick Chubb outrush the Texans by himself? Somebody says no, that person's not here, meaning everyone on set today said yes. Tyvis is wrong. Tyvis is lost in the soup. I mean, how the are they going to get them yards? They got an, their rookie back has actually been pretty good, but they fall, they're going to probably fall behind. And they're not, they, 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 they just don't do anything well. I don't we know. do have to remember that the Browns' rush defense is on par of, as one of the worst in the game Agreed. in 20 years. Yes. But if I'm the Browns, I'm not even worried about the passing game. They don't even have a quarterback. So you're going all in to I'm stop going, the run. I'm, yes. Yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah, I got okay. 10 people up there. 10. <laughs> but at some point, they went all in to stop San Diego's ground attack, yeah. and they couldn't. Now, I yeah. know they had a great back. 
But, but they couldn't go all in like you could against the Texans because I mean, they, they got a Herbert. great quarterback. They, Shane, they got Mike you know, Williams. You, and they, this team doesn't have a quarterback. The Browns can do to the Texans what a lot of teams have done to the, the, the Browns. Right. You're right. <laughs> just take that film yeah. and just transpose and it. it. Yeah. But their quarterback <laughs> is significantly worse than Jacoby Brissett. Yes. yes. Davis I mean, Mills has been awful. Yeah. Uh, is, is, is Maurice on? We got Maurice. Maurice, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, what's up, brother? <laughs> what's going on? What's up, man? Wow, that's an interesting locale. Are you on a subway train? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Got a bad connection. No, so I'm actually in Cleveland, rolling through the streets. You're in Cleveland. Okay, very good. Hey, yes. uh, be- before we start with no fence riders, we're going to finish with the Ohio State stuff, and we'll give you your, your moment on that. I wanted to uh, commend you and congratulate you the story that game day did yes. on Saturday before the Ohio State-Michigan game was a true testament to a man who self-examines and reassesses and pivots and takes lemons and turns it into lemonade. I thought that Gene Wojciechowski, and I talked to him after the piece about it, I, think he, I thought he did a marvelous job. He's my favorite television reporter anyhow. But I, I wanted to congratulate you for telling your story in a way that was very endearing. And um, do, we, we couldn't be more proud of you and, and the work that you've done to, to make all this stuff happen for yourself. No, thank you. Uh, I want to hold it real quick. Let me close this up. Now, I really am in Cleveland. I had to uh, come to Tennessee now, but thanks for um, – uh, for the compliments, but uh, me and Gene have had a long relationship. We were able to get back together 20 years later and complete the story. Uh, I was happy with how it turned out. Um, you know, and, and what everybody's seen, uh, and I always say it, it's just a process that's been taking place for the last, you know, 10 or 15 years of my life. Right. Uh, just getting up every day, working, uh, compounding positive effort, uh, handling my business like I'm supposed to, and you know, I came to the show, what was it, last spring or summer when I began to talk to you all, but, and, and I kind of sh- shared some of my life with you all, but uh, that small six-minute clip kind of showed a, a larger part of it. You know, I, I wasn't joking. I was in the backseat doing it, but I'm, I'm really in Cleveland ripping and running, doing business and, and chatting <laughs> with you right now, but yeah, it's, it's literally what I do every day. I think Gene last said in the story that you try to fit 28 hours into every single day. Uh, absolutely. Every single day I get up and handle business and uh, the, the title was correct. You know, you don't want to waste any days of your life. Uh, I think being in prison, you start to realize how much time was wasted um, just playing around with your life. You know, not taking yourself serious, not doing some of the stuff that you promised yourself you'd do, uh, taking things taking things or opportunities for granted. And so I get up like I got up today. We got in at midnight last night in, uh, up in Independence and I was up at it 4.30 this morning getting after it. And um, uh, I don't, uh, you know, I I do believe in sleep, but I also believe that if you have opportunity in front of you, if you're serious about it, and if you're serious about handling business and holding your commitments to your partners and holding commitments to the people who are in business with you, that you'll get up and you do what it takes to make something successful. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to do that. And um, I don't know. after I, after I was done with the piece, I hit you up and I told you I was happy with it. I was happy with Gene. Uh, right. I'm happy with life. Happy to have joined the show. Um, after a baby and after all those other crazy things, I thought I'd be able to get up to Cleveland more and sit down and hopefully enjoy this part of uh, of the season and get a studio and be in studio. But I don't know. I, I'm just loving where my life is at right now. 
Well, I, I, you should be. And uh, I, as someone who's a friend of yours and Gene, I know there was beef there for a long time. I'm really glad that that bridge has been mended because you're both excellent human beings. Back to fence riders. Um, question number four. Question gonna... number four, Maurice, we'll start with you like usual. Will this be the game the Browns defense finally forces multiple turnovers? What say you? So, so me and my buddy, uh, my buddy Brown, we say yes. So I looked at my no fence for other questions before this, and I said yes because I'm Homer, and I, I, I hope Cleveland wins by a million. Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, I, I, how about this? I'm pumped up like everybody else that Deshaun is playing, and I'm happy he's back there playing. I, I think that the, uh, not the crowd will go wild. They'll probably boo him. But hopefully the Browns get excited about what's going on, and uh, we get us more turnovers than, uh, than we usually get. And, uh, so I'm saying yes. Hey, 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 Maurice, you got your Kool-Aid, right? I, I sent that. I got the Kool-Aid ready for us to drink the 6 and 0 joint. It got the <laughs> jars. It got the thermos. You can get those over at uh, Circle K as well. Just tell them G. Bush sent you and go get the Kool-Aid. Just ask for the 6 and 0. 6 and 0. Get that 6 and 0. 6 and 0 special. Yeah, if they go up there, please don't go up there for real, though. Like, <laughs> I got a lot of really crazy people in there. Don't go to Circle K. Say G. Bush head night, bro. <laughs> Only one person agreed with Maurice on this, by the way. Oh, wow. Really? And that was bold. I'm drinking was... the Kool-Aid. Hey, listen to me. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid because I'm right. a forever uh, optimistic fan with, about the Browns and all things turned around. So I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Yes, Man. sir. Yes, yeah, sir. I, mean, I just I know the Browns haven't turned the ball over or forced a lot of turnovers this year. Is it still three? Do they have three takeaways? I don't even know what the number is. I just this is more about the Texans being awful and their quarterback likely throwing some picks. I think the yeah. Browns will and I think they'll just be more they were more aggressive defensively against eight. Tampa. I think they'll be more aggressive this week. I don't it's so funny. They say they got eight. I remember Denzel Ward got one against the Falcons. I think Grant, Grant Delpit Delpit picked got, off Baker. There was a there's a fumble recovery against the uh Clowney sack Ravens. Flacco. Clowney against Flacco. Miles Garrett, Garrett Force one. Yep. If you can name all the turnovers off the that's top a of your head, that's, that's a bad Well, there's eight you don't have that many. 11 games, so they're not even averaging a turnover a no, game. Yeah, no, <laughs> That's like my hey, mom said. This is the guy that's on the corner. Right here. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you would think that there has to be a regression. There has, Or in this case, <laughs> you'd think that they would pile them up. Right. Because they've been without turnovers all year. But I think that's also a product of they don't blitz. They're not aggressive on defense. They're waiting for the play to come to them, and that's and that's they have not no a pass rush besides Miles Garrett. How, yeah. That's how, so how mad are y'all gonna be if all of a sudden Joe Woods says, "Oh, you know what? Let's just uh, turn the force so crazy." I won't be mad. I'd be. I, I would say finally. I could see it happening in this game. Where has this been all year? I'll be yeah. mad as hell. I, I'm not gonna be mad. I I would be mad as hell. I'm like, where is this at, Jason? Where was this? He was like, "Hey, man, we just figured some things out." I. <clears throat> I don't want to. I know. That's the problem with going six and zero. Well, you know, when that's you, gonna be a question mark. But if they do. I, here's what I was thinking about yesterday. At the beginning of the season, when they were starting their macro game plan, how are we going to address the season? I imagine that this discussion was had. We can't be super aggressive because we don't have the quarterback offensively. That if we get in a two score hold, yeah. a two score hole, that he he's not built to bring them back from that. Damn. So I think that that was a, probably a conscious effort for them to lay off on the blitzes yeah. because we can't get burned. Well, they're surprisingly, that was, their that blitz was, rate is middle of the pack. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. You know what, Jay? I don't know why the hell I didn't think about that. That was that was really, that's really right. Like, if, if yeah, I, but at some point he should have changed that thinking because 
Jacoby was playing well in the defense. Well, and what they were if, doing wasn't working. Yeah. If, no. if, but, if, but if Stefanski, if, if we go on, on the premise that the whole analytics thing is really huge in the way that they call a game, if they say, if I believe that Nick Chubb is only going to get under 20 carries because I read the tea leaves, who's to say that they took, went into the season saying, look, you can't be blitzing a bunch of people getting us beat to sleep early in the game. You got to keep us in the game a little bit. And they say, we're not going to blitz over this amount of many times. Nah, I don't buy that. They're middle like of the, the road. Like the They're theory. actually middle of the road. Thanks, blitz rate. I, like I like the theory, theory too. Like All right, what's the next? Uh, we got two more questions. Rider. Question number five. Jacoby Brissett threw multiple touchdowns twice in 11 games. Will Deshaun Watson do it in his first game as the Browns starter? Maurice, we'll start with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I need everybody to be on the same side of the fence for me on this one. I think I, I, I think no. no. We had a four to two oh, split. Wow. And one person on the panel, and it's the person smiling right now. I'm looking at you, Jason. <laughs> is agreeing with Tyvis in the no. Jason, I'll let you explain first. I think he's gonna run he's it. No. Oh, he's gonna run for like, touchdowns. Okay. <laughs> All right. He, you know, like he just, just say total. Right? It's tricky. These questions are tricky because you get it down to the goal line or you get it down inside the ten or even the fifteen, he'll just run it in. Yeah. So I that's why I said I said and plus I, I, see that. I don't know that I trust all the receivers yet. So I, I, I think you, you I know, think you're gonna score multiple and he may throw for one or run for one. Okay. Nick I Chubb think, three touchdowns this week. Woo. And you're saying that Brissett's gonna throw for two. Yeah. Or, or excuse me, Watson. Watson. Yeah. So there's Five, five touchdowns, so that's a minimum of 35 points. Yeah, I think they scored a ton of points in this game. All right, I hope you're right. Yeah. Okay, what's the last one? The last question, once again, not unanimous. This one, Tyvis gave me a hell no on. I'll give you that originally. I saw that. Will Anthony Schwartz get at least three touches? That could be handoffs, targets, catches. Is he going to touch the ball three times on Sunday, Maurice? Well, let's, let's hope so. Let's say yes. Um... <laughs> I'll say yes. Man, he is stirring hey, the Kool-Aid. Hey, that Kool-Aid. Hey, you, you spiked the Kool-Aid. I like it, Maurice. <laughs> he did spike it. I am glad Maurice like says yes. Brad Sellers says yes. And nobody else. It is the seven-footer on one side of the fence looking no, over no at way. the rest of us on the no side. By the way, he is oh, you, standing you, you on the ground there. He's not on the stool. <laughs> <laughs> He's really that tall. No, no way he touches it three times, no. man. He got we it almost all had seizures when he touched it twice, twice. in a game. Yeah. Hey, listen. I, I needed defib paddles. Hey, hey, Maurice, I feel like he's warming it. Uh, Stefanski been warming this playbook up for a long time. Like, if we see him running down hey. the middle of the field, I'm going to go crazy. Well, we, we can say this. Well, there's a whole lot more plays you can call with Deshaun Watson. The, the playbook opens up drastically. And so we don't know what's going to happen. All, all, all we do know is that uh, we have more firepower back there uh, and, and that we'll be able to score more points. You know, it does open the playbook. I, I kind of close my eyes and see this vision of Schwartz running in motion. Oh, yeah. He's the motion guy. the snap comes to Watson, and, and Schwartz is already at full speed. Now, can you imagine an there RPO where he's just turning to Schwartz? The defense is all going to focus on him. Because of his speed, that might leave the left side wide open for Watson just to keep it and go. Well, I was talking to Wyatt Teller about this this week, and he said linemen love playing in this offense. Be kind of what you were talking about. You look over here, we're going over here. Yep. You look there, it's the misdirection. Sure. And they, the linemen love that. I bet, yeah. So. We, I, I think we have the line that's built 
to play this kind of football, too. It feels like we do. I'm still not sure about Wills, but if everybody plays or up to their... does at center. Yeah. I got to chime in. Brad just texted me and said, here's Schwartz's three touches, two reverses, and a drop. So there's just three. <laughs> well, that's just three. That's a target. That's, that's not a touch. That count as a touch. That's a thing. It does count. It does count, Brad. I got you. I'll back you up. That doesn't count as a touch. That doesn't count in the box score as a touch. By the touch. I put it in the yeah. text that I was counting yeah. drops as touches. A, a drop is not it was, a touch. It was in the question. A drop is not a touch. Anthony, Schw- Anthony Schwartz will be. I think he's going to be designated as the screen reverse jet sweep guy. Like, he, his catches were all – if you watch Deshaun Watson play, they have always got one guy designated that they're going to throw quick screens to. Did you see the Twitter clip Hayden Grove put out yesterday? Oh. Which Schwartz was, dropped oh, the yeah. ball. Was it Bell? The other one? Now, there was a lot of drops. There was a lot of them. There was a I lot think of Bell drops. and Schwartz. Yeah. There was a lot of drops. It was, it was Watson was throwing Schwartz, bullets. Harrison Bryant, and Farrell Brown. Yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah. I got to tell you, though, I, now, those balls didn't seem to have a lot of juice on them, but I, I was, I was talking I to uh, Channel 3's sports photographer. And he said, and this is the thing for photographers that shoot a lot of sports, they, they, they get the pacing of the pass yeah. as they're shooting it. And he goes, I was behind on everything. I was behind I, yeah, in my pants. Yeah, I thought he was throwing hard. It looked because, like he was throwing bullets to I me. mean, I know at times he was. He, he said flat out, he goes, these boys couldn't catch it yeah. because he had too much on it. But he said, I've got to improve my game because my pants were behind <laughs> everything. I was used to the ball yeah. traveling at Jacoby Brissett speed, and he said, this dude's throwing fastballs out there. Yeah. Balls hitting yeah. people in the face. And for that reason, no three touches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. Hey, Maurice, um, we got a couple of minutes left with you, and I wanted you to talk Ohio State, Michigan, because Ooh. you really were the, were the guy who, going back a couple of weeks, said, this game scares the hell out of me because of the nasty factor. You said... Ohio yep. State was too pretty. Your text to me right at the end of the game was two words, too cute. And you were right. You nailed it. Too cute. Yeah, I mean, um, I've I, I, I seen it before. You see it in recruiting. You see it uh, just in town. You see it when they interview. Uh, I just, you just had no grunginess, man. You don't have, like, there's no pride in Ohio-style, grungy Midwest football. Uh, I don't care if my opinion is liked or not. I'm not really here for that. I'm just here to say what I see. And these guys just weren't tough. Like, even when they get smacked in the face and Michigan starts to put their foot up their butt, um, you know, you, you, you didn't have anybody respond. There was nobody getting mad. There was nobody who was angry. There was nobody who was running uh, with authority. There was nobody who was tackling and trying to knock somebody's head off. There was no, there, there, there wasn't that moxie that you get from your premier football teams. And uh, even from a coaching standpoint, uh, it, it almost felt like Harbaugh bullied Ryan Day and, um, excuse me, whatever his name is, uh, Bowles, uh, the, the defensive coordinator. Uh, it, right. it, just, it just felt like that. Even they really if, said even they for stole their to, lunch money. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but just even just think about that. Even for him to say something like that, he's watching the same game that everybody else is watching. Uh, you don't like you just don't rip off two fifty-plus yard runs in your uh, in your rivalry game. Like uh, like when you have eleven game win seasons, like they can probably pick up me or one of you off the couch or on the chairs, and we can go win eleven games. And you don't get paid to beat Toledo's and Kent State's and stuff like that. You get paid to be competitive, and you get paid to beat the big-time teams. And that's what it is in Columbus. When you market yourself as the Ohio State and 
you uh, trademark the name and you talk about these five-star recruits and you talk about uh, just having this premier program, nobody um, nobody feels bad for talking about you the way that they do when you perform like that. And that's the standard that they hold themselves to. That's the standard I hold themselves to. And I told you, you need to get people there early in the season to see what you're made of. Just as well as you had in Notre Dame, you need a couple more teams to fight against, to see what you have, to see what you need to go recruit. Uh, but they better be happy it happened now. And maybe they woke up and maybe that makes them mad. And maybe that brings a, another level of aggression that they didn't have before. And maybe if they get in the playoffs, you see it then. Or who knows? You know, I, I don't know. But, but you can't, like I said before, you can't beat those Georgia guys like that. Like, you need, like I said, you need borderline degenerates out there. Uh, when I played, I was a borderline degenerate. I'm serious. Like, you just need people who are, like, borderline degenerates who that's what they do. They play football. They're, you know, you got to contain them off the field, and they, they may need a mentor or two. Uh, you know, you might have to tell them to go to class and all that other stuff, but that's part of it, you know. Um, don't you have three years know, of eligibility but- left? By the okay, way, guys. Are bad. <laughs> hey, by the way, this this just coming down. Brett McMurphy just tweeted this. College football playoff officially announces. Yes. It will expand to 12 teams in 2024. Yeah, that, that the roadblock, the final roadblock for that was cleared last night when the Rose, Rose Bowl, Bowl finally came to the financial agreement. Boy, they got paid. Yep. The first but, championship game in the 12 team playoff will be played on January 20th. Yes. 2025. Which Woo. I think is excellent news. So we only have one Woo. more year of this nonsense yeah. of a, a group of people going in a room and voting who the best four are. Imagine gonna, if we did that in well, the NFL. Well, they'll still be voting. That's going to be for, They'll be voting. But, they'll, the but 7 through 12. That's yeah, a beautiful Kick thing. around 8 through 12. I don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be but beautiful. The people, the teams that belong are going to be in. And that's the way it should be. Yes. Um, Maurice, yes. Mike's got, uh, a, question Mike's for got a question from a viewer. <clears throat> Maurice, we do have an internet question. Whenever we take questions from the internet, it's brought to us by our good friends over at PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Today's question comes from Kenneth Yablonowski. Do you think the fact that Ohio State lost two three-star recruits on the sidelines for that game who have now chosen the school up north, do you think it will affect other recruits? Uh, yeah, it, it has to uh, because Michigan will be able to hang their hat on uh, winning those five-star recruits in here. We'll win the big game. We'll send you to the NFL. And they're, they're no longer a program that's in the dumps or trying to find their way again. Dave came and beat the big bad Ohio State two times in a row which makes kids into believers. And uh, it's not this prima donna program. I, I, don't, I don't think you all realize when, when these kids get recruited now, uh, the experience around getting recruited around Ohio State isn't what it was before. Uh, there isn't this sense of gratitude. There isn't this sense of, like, I want you. It's almost like it's a privilege to be here, and it, it, it's turned into something else. And I just think you lose a different kid or you lose different people when you recruit like that or when that becomes your reputation. And I, I can I can say this not from like uh, vague hope and belief. I said from being out there on the road and kids talking about their experience uh, being recruited by Ohio State and uh, things of that nature. So you'll you'll have uh, you'll you'll lose a bunch, but hopefully I can say hopefully through this loss it brought a level of humility and it brings a level of hunger and it and it takes out this prima donna feel that really isn't Big Ten or, or like Midwest football like. 
um, I don't know, SEC football has this brand of football and how they play and how they win and what they do. And I, I, I just hope that we can keep like that, that brand, that mentality, that grunginess, that fight, that hunger, that same thing for, for what we do in uh, the Big Ten in the Midwest. And uh, we get away from all this cute stuff. Um, I, I can guarantee you, uh, Luke Fickle isn't going up to uh, Madison, Wisconsin to get cute. He's going up there to, to, to ground and pound and right. bring some tough guys in. And, and he's going to play old school Big Ten football. And, you know, you can splash in the mix in this modern stuff where you're passing the ball and running around because you have to do it to compete in the playoffs. But, you, you know, you need, you, need that, you need the old school football. We're from Ohio, man. We play yep. a certain way. Get physical. Uh, Maurice, thank you very Thanks, much. Maurice. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Have a great week. Go make that All ball. Right. And speaking